women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Every year on the first Sunday of Lent, we hear this gospel of Jesus being tempted in the desert. And as we reflect on this mystery, this moment in the Lord's life, it gives us the opportunity to reflect on the nature of temptation, the example that Jesus gives us in his own temptation, and also the tools that Jesus teaches us for how we can overcome a temptation ourselves. So perhaps, um, you know, certainly during Lent, it's a time to reflect on our temptations, to face them. What are the, the sins that we find ourselves struggling with again and again, big or small? The temptations that we know we're very prone to, that's very easy for us to give in. Lent is a time for facing those. And Jesus' temptations show us that Jesus is really with us in every temptation that we face. We can understand that better by uh, going to a line in the first letter of St. John, chapter 2, verse 16, which says, All of the things of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life are not of the Father but are of the world. Now, many uh, doctors and fathers and great uh, theologians of the church have seen in that verse a kind of summary of all of temptation, that um, you can boil it down to kind of those three. So there's the lust of the flesh. I brought props today. So uh, the lust of the flesh is all those ways in which our bodies, uh, our desires, our passions lead us to do things that are contrary to the will of God, contrary to reason. I don't know why I picked an orange because I don't really even like oranges. Um, So we'll just pretend it's a nectarine or something like that. So that's the the lust of the flesh. Lust here meaning, of course, a disordered desire. Then we have the lust of the eyes, for which I find the the cell phone to be a very uh, relevant image today. Um, That, in other words, this is the temptation of the mind and of the eyes to, to look at what they should not look, to know the kinds of things that are forbidden, to give in to illicit fantasies. And then finally, the pride of life. This is not pride, of course, in the good sense, but pride in the sense of the original sin, making ourselves the center of everything. So I found this um, portrait that one of my friends in college drew of me, you know, and uh, I'm rather partial to it myself. He's a pretty handsome-looking guy here. And uh, that's, that's really what the pride of life means, that we make ourselves the center, that, you know, we put our own will before the will of God. So, of course, you can see, perhaps, how that summarizes all temptation. All temptation is coming to us either through our bodies, the lust of the flesh, our minds, the lust of the eyes, or our will, the pride of life. Now, we see in Jesus' three temptations by the devil today that Jesus is facing those same three categories, you would say, of temptation. So, of course, the first temptation, the devil says, take a stone and turn it into bread. That's the, the lust of the flesh he's tempting him with. You know, give in to your, uh, your desire for pleasure. 
Then next he, he takes him up and what? He shows him all the kingdoms of the world, right? That is the, the lust of the eyes, that the desire for things that we, we want in our minds. And then finally, he says, takes him to the parapet of the temple and says, throw yourself down. Uh, don't, don't use your father's way here of redeeming humanity that will require suffering, death, and resurrection, but instead use another way that will be about self-aggrandizement, right? The, the pride of life, making yourself the center of it all. So uh, Jesus rejects, of course, all of those temptations, but in doing so, he is showing us that we can reject every kind of temptation in our lives because he has already rejected them. He has already been victorious over them. And if we are in him, if we invite him into our lives, then in Christ we can be victorious over every temptation. But how? How can we, because we know we experience ourselves so easily giving in to temptation and sin, how can we be strengthened to resist, as Jesus did, these temptations of the devil? Well, again, Jesus has given us the tools, the teaching that we need, and we just heard them on Ash Wednesday. We hear them, they are the three pillars of Lent, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. But see, think about those for a moment. They really tie in very directly to what we've just said. You can, if you think about it, each one of those practices directly opposes one of these great categories of sin. So fasting. Fasting is all about taking that lust of the flesh, that disordered desire of the body, and instead disciplining it, training it, so that it can be really, instead of the lust of the flesh, it can be a flesh of love, that we can use our bodies in a way that expresses love, that is subject to the the mind and the will. So, you know, it's as if um, if we're we're taking, this is really what all these practices are, we're taking our um, ourselves in one way or another, and we're giving them to God. So it's like we're putting them here on the altar. Sorry, Lord, I'm going to set these things on your altar here, but uh, it's my example. You know, that's what we want to do with our Lenten pre- uh, practices. We're giving, we're giving ourselves the different parts of our lives to God. So then we have, um, of course, the um, practice of prayer. Prayer is about in our discussion with God, our, our daily dialogue with God, we come to think the way He thinks. We, as it were, see things from His perspective. So it is about, instead of the, uh, the lust of the eyes, it is about having eyes of love that we truly see as God wants us to see. We subject our mind and its desires to God's desire. So again, we're giving that part of ourselves to the Lord. Finally, we have the great uh, Lenten practice of almsgiving. And almsgiving uh, is all about putting somebody else before myself, recognizing their needs, caring for them above myself. So, of course, what is that? It's, it's directed against the pride of life, that instead of making myself and my own will central, I learn to subject my will to the will of God in caring for someone else. So again, all of these Lenten practices are to help us give each part of our lives, each part of ourselves, over to God. So I 
think we can be challenged with here in this Lenten season is certainly we think about, I so maybe you've already thought about what you want to do for Lent. Maybe you haven't even really thought about it at all yet. But whatever, wherever you are on that, we should think in terms of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Am I able to give every part of my life to God to resist these temptations? Now, in Lent, we often, you know, really kick it up a notch on certain things. And that's fine. You know, that's like flexing your muscle. It's like exercising. It can make you stronger in a certain way. But what we don't want to do is pray and fast and give alms for 40 days. And then when Easter comes, we stop praying and fasting and giving alms, right? Like, that's not what it's really about. The, the, the practices of prayer and fasting and almsgiving are practices for all of our lives as Christians because you're not going to stop getting tempted at Easter time, you know? Uh, so we want to do these things all the time. So what I would encourage you to think about is, are there ways this Lent that you can foster habits, uh, different practices in your life to pray and to fast and to give alms in such a way in such a way that you can do that all year for, and for all of your life? And even if that means being more moderate than you would usually be with your disciplines in Lent, if you can continue that for the rest of the year, that is far more worthwhile because it means that we really are changing our lives, that we are allowing the grace of God and the, the practices that Jesus teaches us to, allow, to replace in our lives the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life with the love, flesh of love, the eyes of love, and the life of love and humility. Stick these somewhere. Thank you. <laughs>